Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Just Brian Haydad with you on a Tuesday morning. We had some technical difficulties that kept Robbie Falk away today, but that's all right. I'll, I'll do my best to get you through this one. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in at supertalk.fm, especially all of our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffee House. Two locations here in Starkville, and of course one in Tupelo. And if you can't get there, well, you can always go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and get coffee shipped to your door, including the new Strange Brew K-Cups. They are just flying off the shelves. If you if you try to order them and you can't get them, keep ordering. Just figure it out, man. You got to get those things in your house. If you've got a Keurig now, you can have Strange Brew coffee every morning. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com start the new year with some new merchandise. All right, for real this time. I've been talking about it for the last two or three years with you guys, right? It's time to get new stuff. If you're still holding on to some, you know, 2017 shirt that you bought, oh, I, I like this shirt. It's time to go. State's had two new head coaches since you bought that shirt. Three if you count Greg Knox. It's time to move forward. It's time to move on. It's time to get new merchandise and do it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you there in the Jackson area. They're original by Fleet Feet. They're in Florida by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. They are still on their holiday break, but they'll be back next week. And when they are, I encourage you to try the most unique Mexican restaurant, not just in Starkville, but anywhere you go. When southern food meets Mexican food. When a taco truck meets a soul food kitchen. That's what we're talking about there. Mississippi, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's great stuff. You can't find it anywhere else, and I promise you will enjoy it. Head over to Humble Taco, grab a handcrafted margarita, grab some chips and salsa, and grab some Mexican food like you've never had before. Our good friends over at Firehouse Subs may want to see you for lunch. All you've got to do is download the Firehouse Subs app, and you will make that makes lunch easy. It's easy to operate. It's easy to pick up your order. You get in and out. And the best part is rewards are easy. You pile them up, and you're eating free subs. That's the best part of it. So download the free Firehouse Subs app and grab a sandwich at Firehouse Subs next time you're looking for lunch. The rare Tuesday three peas, the last three peas of the 2021 season, always a little bittersweet for me. Uh, these this last uh, this last one, you know, you think about starting off back in uh, that first weekend of September and, and where it's going to go from there. And it's been an interesting and, and in many ways exciting, and in some ways. You know, there, there have been some moments of greatness and some moments of disappointment, but it definitely has not been a boring football season uh, for Mississippi State at, 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 as, we, as we wrap things up here uh, in the Liberty Bowl for the Bulldogs. And for me, this game is all about one person, and it's not anybody who's actually on the field. I can't see how, if you looked at or you listened to or you heard what Mike Leach has had to say over these past couple of days, that you don't think this guy wants to win this game 
more than most. Uh, I made the comment on, on Sports Talk Mississippi. He's talking about this game before oh, – sorry, he's talking about this game the way MSU fans wish he would talk about the Egg Bowl. He is making it he, – he's not saying it. He's not coming out and saying it, but he's saying it. If you read between the lines, he's saying it. He's telling you that if he has the chance today to run the score up in this game, he's taking it. You, you think back to that Auburn game, State was inside the 10 with a minute to go, and they, did, they didn't really make a push to get a last touchdown. Not today. If State can hang half a hundred on Texas Tech, they will do so. Now, can they do that? That's the question. Honestly, when you look at these matchups, I mean, I, I see why State's a double-digit favorite. This Texas Tech team, just looking at them statistically, they're just they're just an average football team. They really are. They're six and six, which you know that that sort of makes sense of why you would consider them to be an average uh, football team. They're giving up 32 points a game. They're giving up, you know, over 400 yards a game, 266 yards passing a game. Uh, teams have thrown for 28 touchdowns against only nine picks. I mean, they look ripe for the picking. No, no pun intended. You know, and Will Rogers. I know the last time we saw him in the Egg Bowl, he was probably having maybe his worst game of the year because of the incredible amount of pressure that was being brought on him. But this is not a team in Texas uh, Tech. That gives up, or I'm sorry, that gets a lot of sacks. They only have 16 sacks on the season. Uh, they have three guys on the team that are in multiple that have double digit, not double digit sacks. I'm sorry, have more than one sack on the season. Tyree Wilson leads them with five sacks, so he's somebody to keep an eye out for. But this is not a team that, by and large, gets after the quarterback in such a way that it makes you, you nervous. The way you know Alabama or Auburn or or Ole Miss would, for for, for instance. Um, now, obviously, for Mississippi State, the question is, yeah, they've, they've done a good job protecting Will Rogers for the most part this year, but now Charles Cross is gone. Can Nick Jones hold up against, you know, Power 5 competition? Well, we're going to find out because there's no other option. Nick Jones is the guy there. And my, my, my only concern there isn't so much about Nick Jones. I feel like he'll be okay. My concern is Will Rogers thinking, well, the guy who's protected my blind side my entire career isn't there. The guy who has basically made it where I'm not touched on this side of the line isn't there. Does that affect his thought process? Does it maybe make him think about getting the ball out quicker and, and you know maybe you know maybe ahead of its uh, of schedule? I don't know the answer to that. I feel like it might take a drive or two for Rodgers just to settle in to that. But the same thing at the same time, Will Rogers has thrown 700 passes this year. You feel like he should be ready for just about anything. And they've been going through practice these past couple of weeks without Charles Cross, so we'll see if I'm right or wrong on that. You know, it'll be interesting to see how sharp Will Rogers is pretty early. Rogers is on the on the verge, by the way, of setting up some uh, some big records. Uh, he needs. I feel pretty confident that he'll he'll throw for 52 yards in this game. Uh, at 52 yards, he'll be over 4,500. That will put him. Uh, second all-time in SEC play for the time being. Bryce Young is really hot on his tail, and it looks like Bryce Young will probably get an extra game. Uh, so he will probably lead the SEC in passing yards uh, this season. But Rodgers will, uh, for that time, be at second second place. He is uh, 551 yards away from, and that's that's a big day. Now, don't get me wrong; that's not that's not just chicken feed. But at 551, if he's able to get there, that would make him the only the second guy in SEC history to throw for 5,000 yards. Um, only second, obviously, to Joe Burrow, who threw, who had played a 15-game season. Uh, this would be a 13-game season for Rodgers. Um, 
Rodgers obviously already has the single-season records for attempts, completions, touchdowns, and uh, yards in, in Mississippi State history. So still a little bit more history can be made by him and by Makai Polk, who needs two catches to be the first MSU receiver ever with 100 catches in a season. And I believe if he gets 11 yards to go over 1,000, I think State has had two previous 1,000-yard receivers. Uh, so some history to be made there uh, for him. I expect State to have a pretty big day offensively against this Texas Tech defense. I expect them to be able to, to, to move the football the way they were basically all year and maybe with a little bit more efficiency. Um, I'm interested to see you know the, if the layoff affected Rodgers any, if they, if they lose any sharpness, because before that, that happened, even in the Ole Miss game, I don't feel like Rodgers was the issue there. You know, He had some protection issues, and obviously there were some key drops. I felt like he was pretty accurate with the ball uh, for the most part. So... <clears throat> so for Rodgers, I, I expect a big game from him. I don't know that he'll get 551. That's a lot. By the way, if Robbie were here right now, this is where I would be asking him, Did you you really thought he wasn't going to throw for 3793? You really thought he – I still can't get over the guys that said that he wasn't going to break that record. I understand needing to see it, but State was always going to throw the ball this, this much this year, 50, 60 times a game. It's, it was just a no-brainer that this record was going to fall. But I don't think he's going to get to 5,000. But, I mean, if he throws for 450 yards in this game, which is very reasonable to ask, I think, then you're talking about right at 4,900 for the season. I mean, that's pretty doggone impressive. And I think that would be more than enough to get a Mississippi State win. You look at the running game, Texas Tech, again, you know, not terrible uh, on the run. They give up 144 yards a game, so not, not, not terrible, but not great by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't, I don't know how much State's going to run the ball in this game. I feel like Leach is going to want to really take it to Texas Tech. He's going to want to be aggressive, want to be want to attack as much as possible. But that being said, if he feels like he can exploit that, and Rodgers has the freedom, obviously, to to check down and to make those those decisions at the line of scrimmage. So we'll see how much we see Jaquavius Marks and, and Dylan Johnson being part of the running game in this one. <coughs> going back to the, uh, the Ole Miss game, I felt like they should have been a bigger part of that, especially the way – that Ole Miss was lined up in that game. They were so wide in their in their defensive splits, you know, trying to get pressure and trying to push <coughs> Scott Lashley out wide. I felt like the running game would have been successful against them, but you know that's neither here nor there at this point. Defensively for Mississippi State, you know, this is a Texas Tech team. They're they're pretty good. They're pretty good offensively. I mean, they're averaging you know right at uh, four hundred and ten four hundred eight yards a game. Uh, running the ball for 150, throwing it for 257. 4.6 yards per carry. 17 touchdowns to 11 picks in the passing game. Just decent. They're a decent offensive team. They average 30 points a game, like right at 30 points a game, by the way. 12 games, 360 points. The, the math checks out. But, you know, obviously that's against Big 12 competition. When you look at, the, at their season, you know, at, at, you know playing against decent teams like Baylor obviously a very good defensive team uh they scored 24 points on them Oklahoma State had one of the best defenses in the Big 12 and shut them out uh this year Kansas State only gave up 24 points to them Oklahoma who we know wasn't great defensively only 21 points to them so I feel like State's going to be able to be successful uh defensively against this team so when you we get to my prediction that you'll sort of see where I'm going with that but by and large for this Texas Tech team you know, they, they, they haven't been able to have consistency this year at, at the uh, quarterback position. They've had some injuries. They started the year with Tyler Shaw. You might remember him. He was the quarterback at Oregon who transferred there. Uh, 
They've had to go with Donovan Smith. They've had to go with Henry Columbia. Three different guys have thrown 92 passes or more for this team. Interesting side note, all three of them have thrown at least one 75-yard pass, which is just a really weird stat for me. So, so they've got 17 touchdown passes, but no guy, no guy on the roster has more than six. So it's just been that kind of uh, it's just been that kind of year for Texas Tech. They just had some you know these injury issues. Columbia's no longer with the team. Donovan Smith getting the start in, in this one. Been good though, 63% completion rate, uh, six touchdowns to two interceptions. So we'll see what he, he brings to this game. But you just feel like, like I said, when you look at this game on paper, you know, if you if you really look at it, if you if you and we're talking about with the unbiased eye, you see why state's favored. You know, you see why state is favored in this game. While you see why most people are predicting uh, Mississippi State to win this game, it just feels like state has the advantages at just about every position. So. It will be an upset if State loses this game. It will be something that we'll look back on and go, where did it go wrong? And like I said before, I think the main thing, I think the main issue here is that this is the game that Mike Leach is going to coach to win. And I'm not saying he doesn't coach to win in every game, but the motivation is certainly there for him. You know, when he's referring to people as slimy and sleazy and he's talking about they still owe me almost $3 million and they did me wrong, I mean, it's obvious he still feels a lot of hurt. And now this is his first real opportunity to take it out on these guys since he he left Lubbock, uh, you know, over a decade ago. So I fully expect Mississippi State to come out uh, and and for Mike Leach to be aggressive in his game plan. And and on the other side of the ball, the same way. You know, I don't know how much uh, Mike Leach tells Zach Arnett what to do, but my guess is there's going to be, you know, a moment where he's like, let's ratchet up the pressure on these guys. Let's get after them. I, I, I I think Leach wants to make a statement. And as we talked about on yesterday's show, there is a statement to be made in this bowl game for Mississippi State. Uh, there is a statement that this is going to be a launching point. I think this could be sort of similar, and it's, it's interesting, the symmetry of it, to the 2013 Liberty Bowl. You know, if you remember that game, State, you know, finished the year 7-6. and six. Uh, They had to win their last two to get bowl eligible. <laughs> Excuse me. And... Uh, they go to the Liberty Bowl and just dominate Rice, who was the Conference USA champion that year. And people, you know, I think people thought State was going to win that game, but I don't think people thought Rice was just going to get rolled over the way they did. It sort of launched the Dak Prescott hype train, which I think it could also do for Will Rogers. And it sort of got State on the radar. Now, State wasn't a preseason top 25 team or anything like this, and I think they will be. Honestly, I think this is a preseason top 25 team uh, next season. But... It got you know it got stayed a little buzz right. You had people talking about you know Dak Prescott that could be a dark horse Heisman kind of guy. I think Rogers has that same opportunity. So the Liberty Bowl could sort of be the launching point for these next two seasons that the the thirteen Liberty Bowl was for fourteen and fifteen, and 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 the end of the Dak Prescott era. And, and you know I'm not saying that Will Rogers is going to be a an elite NFL starting quarterback the way Dak Prescott is, but. He's going to completely control the MSU record book. He will be statistically MSU's greatest quarterback. Now, it's just, can he get the wins? And it's not like you have to win a championship to, to, to overtake Dak Prescott as the greatest quarterback in Mississippi State history. If you go 10-2, and 10-2, and two, you're there. You know, you, you, you got there. So this, this game could be that launching point for Will Rogers, for Mississippi State, for Mike Leach, that that 13-1 was. And, and we've been saying it for the past couple weeks. We talked about it on yesterday's pod. Some guys were talking about it over on 24-7. You know, they, they were saying they, you know, their point's not, they're not wrong. That next season could be the better year for Mississippi State. The reason I, I, I'm a little slow on that, a little, little hesitant, is at LSU, 
It's, it's, I mean, I know State won their last game there. I know, I know that. But, <clears throat> but that is a talented football team. Uh, they're going to have talented football players. That's a good, it's going to be a good team. It's tough to win at Tiger Stadium. Um, the, old, the Egg Bowl, it's in Oxford. And you say what you want, it's tough to win on the road. It's t- and, and State, there's going to be a lot of pressure in that game. They need to win it. So, and then, of course, you got to go to Kentucky, where you haven't won uh, since when? Uh, 2014. <coughs> you lost your last three trips up there. You know, it's been a home-and-home home series. The home team has had the advantage there. So that's why I look at next year and, you know, and I, I take into account what happened this year with Memphis in that I, I expect MSU to drop a game they shouldn't lose. They're going to lose to Alabama. They're going to lose to Georgia, I think. And, and, and then, you know, LSU, let's say LSU's a toss-up, right? But even if you're giving that toss-up, I mean, it's got to be 51-49 LSU in my opinion. So that's 9-3. and three. I, Mike Leach, it, it's part of the coaching experience with him to lose a game he shouldn't lose. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> it's impossible to say. But, you know, that's why I think, like, next year's probably an 8-4 and four year, and the year after that, you know, when you get LSU and Ole Miss and Kentucky at home, I feel like you can win, you know, you can win, you can beat. I feel like beating out Auburn, Arkansas, and A&M on the road is easier than beating LSU, Ole Miss, Kentucky, and Alabama on the road. And so that's why I'm looking at that that way. So we'll see. But we'll see. But this game, I feel, is the launching point for State in the next two seasons. We're going to look back and say it started here, the same way we did with 13 in the Liberty Bowl there. It started there. It's going to start here for Mississippi State. So let's move on into Playmakers and Predictions. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. If you're cooking out anytime soon, or if you're going to be putting some uh, dinner on the table for your family, make sure that beef is what you're putting on the table. It makes everybody happy. Nobody's complaining when you say, hey, we're cooking steaks tonight. You know, you, you want to get people, you know, uh, you know, oh, what are we ha- we're having salad. You know, we're having, I mean, we're having vegetarian chili. Oh, no, nah, you know, I don't know about that. But you tell them, hey. We're doing steaks. We're doing burgers. Okay, everybody's in for that. So, and of course, who else is in for that? Is our fifteen thousand Mississippi beef producers here in this state? Nearly a half billion dollars worth of agribusiness. That's a big number, and it's a big part of our state's industry. So you're not only making your family happy, you're making Mississippi happy when you buy beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Smoked Southern Soul Food. It's just so good. You know, allow me to be frank for just a minute. You know, I always come up with these little catchy things. Blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter. The food is awesome. And, you know, a restaurant can get away with a lot of things. You know, oh, it's that's got not the best location. Oh, it's not the best, you know, decor. Okay, I can get around all that. You can't get past bad food. The food at Two Brothers is great. It's not good. It's great. It's as good as you'll find, in, in not only in Starkville, but in any barbecue restaurant, any southern food restaurant in the state of Mississippi, and in the SEC, for my opinion. So, don't take my word for it. Next time you're in Starkville, just go. I know you've already been. You know you probably already agree with me. Go back. Enjoy yourselves. It's always a great time at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. They can't make it any simpler for you at Advantage Business Systems. They offer you great products and great service. That's the hallmark of any business, but Advantage Business Systems really, really means it, especially when they talk about service, because it's not just about giving you a 1-800 number and saying, okay, if you have any problems, call us, and then you call, and okay, we'll have somebody out there as soon as we can, and a few days go by, and oh, yeah, you know, we, we, you know you're, on, you're in the queue, we'll get you as soon as we can. No, no, we're talking about the kind of service that your next-door neighbor would give you that your family would give you. Hey, I've got a problem. Okay, we're on the way. We're going to fix it today. 
That's what you get when you deal with the Mississippi business. That's what Advantage Business Systems is. That's what you are. Makes perfect sense for you guys to work together. Call them today and find out what they can do for you. That number is 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Playmakers. I mean, Rogers is just too obvious, right? So let's let's go another way on this. I think this is a game, you know... I think that we Mississippi State might turn Texas Tech, the Mike Leach Texas Tech system against them. Let's go with the white guy, right? Let's go with the white possession receiver, Austin Williams. Nobody's really talked about him this year. What a year he's had, though. 47 catches, 543 yards. I feel like the middle of the field is going to be a spot where State has some success in this game. You know, They're going to want to try to keep the outside cover with Makai Polk. Heath has been having a, few, a, a good couple of games. Uh, Tulu Griffin's back and healthy. Wally and Williams in the middle of the field could be very, very productive for Mississippi State in this game. But let's go with Austin Williams. I haven't gone with him all year. Had a great game against Tennessee State. Had a big catch against Ole Miss that I thought was going to spark a, 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 a touchdown for the, for the Bulldogs. It just didn't. I think he could have, you know, he's sitting at 47 catches. He might have seven, eight catches in this game. Could be close to 100 yards, too. I, I really feel like Austin Williams is going to be a big part of why Mississippi State wins this game. <coughs> Defensively, you know, with Martin Emerson out, I think it puts a lot of uh, focus on, on Emmanuel Forbes. So let's go with him. Three picks on the year. Let's give him, let's give him a pick in this game. I, I just feel like Texas Tech will try to try to attack him you know, early. They want to see, if, see what he's got. I think he's up for the challenge. Texas Tech, their top receiver on the uh, season is out. He's, uh, he's opted out. Uh, Eric, uh, forgive me, Eric Izukanma, <coughs> 48 catches on the year, 705 yards. He's out. So that's a big blow to Texas Tech and what they're trying to do. Uh, I, I think Forbes will be able to help uh, control his side of the field, and I think he'll have a, a big game uh, in this one. So we're going to get Emmanuel Forbes as my, my defensive playmaker. And then offensively, I'm sorry, uh, for the X-Factor. X-Factor in this one, it's, it sort of feels like it has to be Nick Jones, right? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it, doesn't it have to be him? I mean, if he plays a, a – it doesn't have to be Charles Cross. It doesn't have to be the top – five pick in the draft just has to be good just has to be pretty good and protect will rogers if nick jones if you're not if by the end of this game you're not thinking about nick jones he did his job if i'm not starting off the podcast on wednesday saying you know well nick jones really you know you're probably good so nick jones makes makes sense to make him uh the x factor (coughs) in this one prediction time it's bittersweet. It's the last one. Last one of the year. I think State's going to win. I think if, you, if you've been listening to this podcast, you, you sort of get, the, get my point that, you know, on paper, if I, if I were to pick Texas Tech to win, I'm just picking that way because I haven't had a lot of success picking Mississippi State this year. But I got, you know, when I, when I, I say this all the time. When I make a pick, it's an honest pick. I'm not picking games based on, you know, what I think people want to hear. I'm telling you what I think is going to happen. I think State's going to win. Comfortably might be be a, a little bit of a stretch, <clears throat> but I can see State getting a late touchdown to make it look a little worse than it is. I'm going 35-21 uh, Mississippi State. Bulldogs win relatively comfortably. I don't know that they'll ever in any real danger, but I do think they get, they get the win. So 35-21 uh, Mississippi State takes down Texas Tech, finishes the year 8-5. and five. And then we go into an offseason where, you know, you think about last year in the offseason, there was just a lot of questions and like, I don't know, is this going to work and blah, blah, blah. Now you're going to go into the offseason with, 
I can't wait to see Will Rogers in this offense. A lot of buzz. There should be a lot of season tickets sold. There should be a lot of excitement about Mississippi State football in 2022. Really should be. All right. Obviously, no rumblings this week. You know, we'll just have to restart those uh, in the next year. Uh, but tomorrow, we'll talk with uh, Robbie live from uh, the Liberty Bowl. Hopefully, we can get him back on, assuming we have our technical difficulties uh, taken care of. <coughs> we'll recap everything that happens there. Uh, and then Wednesday night, obviously, you know, uh, we have Mississippi State basketball. SEC play starts up. Uh, big game against Arkansas. We'll see how that goes for the Bulldogs. And then on Friday, we've already talked about it, the Robbies, our year in awards. Uh, we will be putting out polls Wednesday morning, and those the voting for those polls will go all the way through Thursday afternoon, and uh, we'll uh, determine the winner uh, for what we have, team of the year, uh, coach of the year, male and female athlete of the year, and we'll, we'll come up with a, with a fun one too, you know, fan favorite or something like that, um, and see where it takes us. All right. Guys, have a great, great Tuesday. I will be back with you on Wednesday. Robbie should be back with you as well. Sports Talk Mississippi, just me and Richard this week until uh, Thursday. Thursday, it's all it's just me. It's just me, and we're efforting to have some good guests on. And then Friday is a best-of show. New Year's Eve, we'll all be off. Uh, my, my goal, don't, don't tell anybody from Super Talk. Thursday show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to talk about the Sugar Bowl. I think it'll be funny. Just We'll talk about whatever else we can talk about. Just not that. We'll all have a laugh. Something like that. All right, guys. Have a great uh, Tuesday. Back with you very soon. For, for myself, I'm Brian Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Talk Mississippi Media Production.